Village Conservatory Podcast Network. Do you like that, Daphne? <laughs> Welcome to It Takes Two, a project where we've paired an emerging and an established artist together to explore their respective creative processes. I'm Jillian Willems, your host for today's episode, and joining me we have Ari Weinberg and Noah Bunov. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. <laughs> I love being here. This is awesome. So I'll start by asking you both, I guess this is more for Noah, because you are the mentee in this scenario. What led you to apply for this project? Yeah, I guess I was looking for a mentor. I'm like really lucky that, you know, I have lots of connections like to people in the city here. And I feel like, you know, I'm comfortable around a lot of them. But I was looking for someone to kind of instill a a drive into me. I think that sometimes I'm a pretty laid back individual (laughs) where I just like hope things will kind of come to me. And this year I was like, okay, you know what? I think it's time to like search out someone who has like been in your shoes, who like, you know, has kind of seen like where you are. And, and I just was really like looking to connect with someone who really understood my point of view, really. Amazing. And Ari... My friend, what was it like finding out that someone wanted you to mentor them or guide them in this way? I was a little bit like, oh, what, me? I'm so flattered. What? (laughs) Okay, bring it on. I was deeply flattered. And I I sort of knew Noah a little bit. So it was also just great to to see her name. I know all the fine folks at Village Conservatory, and I really applaud the fine work that you do. And so just sort of a bag of awesome sauce. Amazing. Thank you. So can I ask you both, I'll start with you, Noah. What did you have in mind as far as like a final project or a goal for this mentorship? Yeah, I've been exploring a lot of devised theater and I really wanted to create something where I got to explore both my Jewish and queer identity Mm. and kind of explore like where are the intersections for that. You know, in Winnipeg, I've had a really great experience with the queer community here and making a lot of connections. But because I didn't grow up in Winnipeg, I didn't have very many like Jewish connections here in the city. And I found it kind of hard to find my place as a Jewish queer person Mm. here because I, I as much as I think that everyone is so open and loving here in Winnipeg it's hard to kind of insert yourself right. when when especially when you're a young person and you don't really know like what what religion means to you right. and what like your cultural ties to here you know I had my grandmother was here and when she was alive I had that kind of connection to her but now that she's gone like I just didn't really feel like any sort of like connection to my heritage mm-hmm. here but in Ottawa, I had a really deep connection and close connection with 
the Jewish community there and and uh, I hadn't really explored like my queer identity there the same way so I wanted to try and kind of marry those two together and find something for myself to kind of hold on to instead of trying to you know go out and search from it from the community to try and like build it for myself and then you know feel like comfortable to kind of go out and search after that once I kind of figured out what it meant for me. Mm, Lovely. And so Ari, once you got over your initial shock and excitement and all the flattery, what did you have in mind as far as a goal to help Noah with through this project? interesting I uh, well I didn't have a goal really until until we spoke because I just needed to get to know Noah a bit more as Mm -hmm. as a person and to see what made her tick as an artist and what her curiosities were and you know a little bit more about why she even asked for me in the first place and I mean I guess it's only now that I'm sort of realizing that I'm old and (laughs) Now I'm your grandmother, Noah. <laughs> your Best grandma friend. out there. Grandma's bones. Exactly. Welcome My back. Bubby Ari. <laughs> so did you work on a project together or was it something else that you were after? I was really looking to kind of work on a project. I felt like I hadn't really explored my vulnerability or who I truly was in my work. I feel like I've always kind of danced around it a little bit, but I think I was in a good place with who, like with my self-discovery that I was ready to kind of explore that vulnerability within my theater work. And, mm. and I was looking to kind of like share my experience because Because I think that, you know, you don't get to hear a lot about a young, you know, queer Jewish person the same way. Like it was weighing on me a lot Mm -hmm. that I hadn't really like had a chance to explore my Jewish identity in my art. And then uh, this summer I worked with um, One Trunk Theater where I got to do their, their artist in residency program. And I really got to explore like queer identity and queer family and what that meant for me. And like really put that into my work and it felt so like liberating, mm. like ex- exposing a little bit of yourself in performance. I think that it's, it's really exciting and it's something that, yeah, that I just, I felt like I hadn't really pushed myself there quite yet. And, it, and I think it kind of hindered my artistic experience mm. and my artistic, you know, process. Ari, can you talk a little bit about your artistic experiences over the years and how that might relate to the project that brought uh, you and Noah together? Sure. So back in 1902, when they invented the wheel, (laughs) and I was already 87 then. Uh, No, uh, I've done it all. I've been an actor. I've been a director. I've done dramaturgy. I've taken playwriting classes, though I haven't written a play yet. And I've done acting in all kinds of, I've done new works, I've done musicals, I've done plays. And I'm a bit of an open book, I guess, because I'm a Gemini. And (laughs) so, uh, but a lot of my work has also been in cabaret. Mm -hmm. And so telling personal stories has always just sort of been a part of my artistic practice in a way and figuring out how to sort of use my stories to express um, 
other people's pieces of art through song, through through other pieces of text, uh, mm. has just sort of always been a part of who I am and and how I have walked through the world as an artist. So Noah, in in our first conversation, sort of said that. That, um, part of her goal was to sort of do a vocal mask type piece. And so then it immediately gave me a, a really great window into where to go. And so a lot of the work for us happened organically through just having conversations, through both of us sharing experiences, and then through me sort of poking and prodding Noah to go certain places around certain themes that I had heard her talk about in some of our first conversations. And then I started to be like, go and write about this. Here's a prompt. Go write about it. Tell me how you feel about that. Go find a poem about this. Like, if I say to you, what's a song that might exemplify this, what would it be? And so we did lots, there was lots of sharing personal stories, and then me sort of also asking her to do a bunch of writing and to find some text. And so it was, I at least had a fun time. It was a fun adventure for me. It could have been absolute torture for Noah. I it was no not. <laughs> we are about to find out. Noah. What was that like? So for me, hearing um, the structure with which you were working or under which you were working, that's super useful to conceptualize how that could have been really inspiring. Can you tell me a little bit about what those prompts did for you? Yeah, I it just it was really nice to have something that kind of grounded us together. You know, we'd, we'd have a lot of conversations about, you know, like what are like Ari asked me a bunch of questions and it gave me like something really to think about because I just. I knew that I wanted to explore it and like my identities, but I didn't know exactly like what were the right questions Mm. to ask. Right. Like, and how can I phrase them a certain way? So having Ari, like, being able to ask me these questions and then go out and and into the world and, like, sit with them and think about them and then, like, coming back to them and saying, okay, like, yeah, I I hadn't really thought about it that way. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, like, we talked about ritual and what something like that might be like and uh, and what are, like, the queer and, like, the queer rituals and and the Jewish rituals that we have. And, And it brought me a lot to a lot of research. Like, I really love incorporating research into my artistic practice I like to read and to kind of like outsource a lot of inspiration Mm -hmm. so like being able to have those questions where I can be like okay now that I have this thought here comes to the next one and to the next one and it would lead me down all of these paths um, which eventually led to certain conversations that we had about like you know like what is our favorite Jewish holiday and that's Mm -hmm. kind of like you know what really um, connected us to this piece and that's pretty much what we explore in this show is my favorite Jewish holiday. Can you tell me what it is? Yeah, so uh, we just, I uh, mentioned that Purim was like one of my Mm. favorite uh, Jewish holidays and I I kind of explained it as like this, it's like a really feminist story of a woman who takes charge and saves her people and like that is something that I've always found really inspiring. Mm. It was something that I like really held on to from my childhood. It's a very festive time. It's a time of celebration. There's dressing up. There's like there's costumes and parades and and it's just inherently queer. <laughs> like it's pretty gay. 
you know, like dressing it up. It's really gay. It's just yeah. really gay. And then, you know, as a teenager, I found out that like that they encouraged drinking as a part of this holiday. And I was like, this is the holiday for me, <laughs> you know, as an 18 year old who's party focused. Uh, but after that, I was like, oh, man, like to see like how much joy and celebration there was mm-hmm. in this holiday when, you know, there is so much sadness and so much like there's like it just always feels kind of heavy it's Mm -hmm. and as I was telling Ari throughout this process it was really hard for me to access like a Jewish joy is the best Mm. way I could describe it to him because you know a lot of like a lot of it is mourning you know we more have to mourn our people like so often Mm -hmm. and that was something that you know is also super prevalent in the queer community is like this just sheer amount of loss that we've experienced and and so those were things that I kind of like I was kind of connecting all these pieces of like the these ideas of of longing longing for a safe space longing for a safe world which is like something that both Jews and queer people like strive really hard for and you know having a place to feel safe and finding all of those like little pieces of that and then uh having this idea of longing Mm. um and that's something like really prevalent in in queer studies um which I'd been reading a lot about uh through the University of Winnipeg um through like all of my women and gender studies classes I was taking was yeah this idea of like queer longing and what that looked like especially in art and then I stumbled upon this poem called longing for zion and i just thought like there's that longing again you know there's that like longing for a safe place longing for a safe world so it just yeah everything that we would talk about just brought me to like another piece that really it felt that it really like connected to those to those identities for me and i was able to really find uh, a through line once we would chat about things it was really cool it's amazing how that maybe without intention just sort of shows up in work. And Ari, did the two of you, were the two of you connected before this project? We were connected through the Village Conservatory Program. Oh, who would have thought? What? Um, I know. <laughs> when uh, the Vic brought in Ari to do a three day, what? I can't remember Is how it long two, it was. Three days, maybe? Two days of, uh, of workshopping with Ari, of him t- just talking to us about like different styles of theater and him talking about cabaret. I found that so inspiring. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, like here is this queer Jewish person right here in the city. I don't know why I never thought to connect with Ari. And then I'm grateful to the Vic for that because yeah, like I wouldn't have met Ari without you guys. So yeah. It's funny because I always thought that I came off as a batshit cuckoo person in those <laughs> sessions. And you so do. it's nice to know that somebody went, there's value. So Ari, did you make any discoveries about yourself uh, and about Noah through this process, through your discussions and your creation together? I've had the last seven years of my life have been spent thinking almost daily about what it means to be a Jewish person and coupled with a lifetime of thinking about what it means to be a queer person. And, and my time at Winnipeg Jewish theater really brought a lot of clarity to me as an individual and as a queer Jewish individual at that and and about how I see the world and the lens through which I sort of filter everything. But I learned lots about Noah and uh, in the process because I didn't really know Noah very much at all. 
I now can say I think she is pretty awesome and a very special person and uh and so so incredibly smart and so wise and so that's you know in these situations and I say this because also for those of you who are listening here's a little plot twist not only did I mentor Noah in this process but Jillian Willems did a mentorship with me through Creative Manitoba. Yeah, we did. Everything that's happening right now, I take no responsibility for (laughs) in any way. Um, But we're both grateful. But saying that, though, like having done a lot of mentorship, and it's funny because you talked about, you know, sort of pairing emerging artists with established artists. And I, I always think that those terms are sort of weird because like even when you said I was like I'm an established artist nobody ever really feels like that unless you're like Audra McDonald but even then she probably doesn't and I know that my other beacon of light and all things like this Patty LuPone probably is like I am not an established artist <laughs> um she's like I am learning I renounce equity yes. and so I you know, it's it's always new. And so stuff that Noah and I did in this, it was just interesting because I, I didn't have a, like I said, I didn't have a roadmap. A lot of it was just listening to Noah, hearing what she had to say, hearing what her curiosities were, and kind of just serving them back up to her through a little bit more life experience and going, okay, you said this, so what do you mean by that? Or what is this? You're telling me that you don't know, you, you can't identify role models well think about it like actually think and go off and tell me who are your queer role models who are your jewish role models who are your queer jewish models it was lots of like venn diagramming between like queer and jewish and then the overlap between them for things again like she said for the rituals what are your queer rituals what are your jewish rituals and then what are the queer jewish rituals and then i would leave each session with her just further reflecting on my on my own path so what i love though too was the one big discovery for me in all this was just really realizing that the story of purim like and doing this with noah and the, the story of esther you know being the queen and having to go to her king because she finds out that haman is is planning to kill all the jews he wants to kill all the jews and the king doesn't know that esther is jewish so it was sort of the big discovery for me that i never really clocked before is that purim is a coming out story she has to out herself as a jew and say to Achashverosh, the king. That's always a fun thing to say. I'll say it again. I'm going to say it a lot in my show. The king. um, That she, a a Jewish person, is really interesting. And just, uh, it was sort of a thing in terms of Jewish coming out that I hadn't really thought of before. So that was a really great discovery throughout this process Mm. alongside Noah. And Noah, what about you? What discoveries did you make about yourself and in turn about Ari through this? the nice thing is that like Ari and I both grew up in Ontario so it was really nice to be able to kind of connect in that way where Mm -hmm. we both like had this kind of outsiders coming into Winnipeg a little bit even though we like I had lots of connections here before but even still it was nice to kind of you know to think of it that way I hadn't really thought of it as both of us having like you know come here to Winnipeg from Ontario (laughs) and then like you know figuring out what's next for both of us like after you know I I don't know if I want to 
leave Winnipeg. I, I quite like it here. But, <laughs> but even still, you know, just like thinking about those kind of things. And then just, you know, I, I got to learn so much about Ari, like outside of knowing him as like the WJT artistic director, right. you know, I uh, and because that's what I knew him as before. But, you know, we talked a lot about his training and what he did before. And we talked a lot about like about, yeah, like determination and, and stuff like that. And and it was really helpful for me, like to think of it that like to think of it that way to really like have a drive. Like, I think that's something I really envy about mm. Ari is that uh, he has such a like a really passionate drive that pushes him forward. And I'm like, I struggle with being driven because I, I do really like to be a busy person. But mm. that also means that I get fairly overwhelmed with things so then with you know being neurodiverse it's really hard to like figure out you know where is like the path that's driving you forward when Mm -hmm. everything is going on so so just like being like kind of like having that connection to like remind myself like you know who I could be if I you know put in the drive and the effort Mm -hmm. (laughs) a little bit more I think um it was like nice to be kind of like be reminded of that and then like to talk about like you know like what Ari has been able to accomplish and we talked a lot about like those kind of things and I said okay well if that's like if I want those experiences like I want to kind of take that from him a little bit you know and take that drive that that he had been like talking to me about and and that's I guess more on professionalism than (laughs) about this project for in particular but then I guess discoveries about myself like just tapping into this was even more emotional than Mm. I thought it was going to be you know I think like with everything going on right now in the world Mm -hmm. specifically in regards to Judaism and being Jewish and also being queer you know like the club Q shooting happened while we were having our mentorship Mm. and it's something we had to talk about and then like with all of like the anti-semitism coming out of like the United States it was also something that we had to talk about about, you know, and, and having Ari there to kind of, you know, to talk about that and to talk about those complicated feelings that, that I was having about, you know, feeling uncomfortable, like having to come out as both of these things. It Mm. feels like now it it feels like a kind of dangerous thing to like be so vocal about both these things because you really don't know what's going to happen. I didn't realize I knew that it was going to be emotional. I knew that I was going to change and, mm. and and it was something that I was hoping for. I just didn't realize how emotional it was going to be. I've spent a lot of time crying. <laughs> in a good way it's good to get out the emotions but it's been like yeah it's been really emotional it's been it's been a hard hard labor but having like this story to go back to and knowing that like I get to share this story and to share my perspective to me is like the, the thing that I'm holding on to at in the end of the day is saying like despite all of that I'm still gonna go out I'm still going to share my story because like this is what needs to be done mm-hmm. Mm, absolutely. And so you said you called it a show. It is turning into or has become a a piece? Yeah. Yeah, it explores my experience with the Purim story and what kind of drew me into this like love of the holiday. And I also talk about like what the holiday is and uh, and like what it means and like some of the ways that we celebrate it. And then uh, Ari and I were talking about like, you know, if Esther were to talk to me, if she were to come 
to give me advice you know what would she say like what advice would she have for me and so I kind of got to put myself in her shoes a little bit and you know give myself some advice from someone who has had to come out in such a in such a dark time and when time when like you're truly feeling threatened and your livelihood is being threatened and to face certain death and and in in a certain way um and then like what I'd get to say back to her you know and like what would I like what would I say to her in response to her advice and uh and we talked a lot about you know it's an interesting thing of Purim this idea that you want to share your this story Mm -hmm. and Esther she really she she gets it written down she says like tell people of of what I did tell people of how I saved our people and she tells she tells people to tell her story and so Ari and I were kind of thinking of like oh you know what I think I need to incorporate some people to come in and to listen to my story and to kind of help make me into this queen and then like take it all off and be back into myself a little bit so yeah and so and then we explored this um this poem I found that the longing for Zion we take a section of that and then uh, Ari says I want you to write a response like how would you respond to this poem and uh, and then I got to write my response to it and that's kind of how well it'll end off a little bit so it'll be a short it'll be short piece but I think it'll be really interesting being able to explore this in that kind of way that's amazing so on that note how do you both and I'll ask Noah first and then I'll go to you Ari How do you envision yourself moving forward both together and separately after this this process? I mean, I cannot wait to film film it. Honestly, I'm so excited. And just like being able to explore that and even to like to just have that as even a jumping off point Mm -hmm. is something that excites me. You know, I think that this is something I would love to explore further, you know, and and make a a bit larger. Who knows? Maybe in the future it could be a fringe show. You know, you never know. But I think it's like really important for me to have some I I love having like a base project you Mm. know something that is short but sweet and then being like okay then I can think about like how would I like to expand this you know where am I going to take this further is this something else I want to explore or is this a really great shooting off point to something else you know and being able to explore that and then I am currently planning to hopefully visit Stratford in the summer is my goal yeah so I'd really like to be able to do that because um they're doing rent and I need to see it and I think that's the thing in terms of next steps is that like I can't wait to have Noah out here uh, when she comes and to take her out and show her around and get her tickets to see skits here and I think that's the thing is I've been very again I've been very lucky to have mentored many people uh, in my time and I was really I've been very privileged to have benefited from some really incredible mentors, Stephen Shipper being one of them, and also Bridget Wilson, who um, is married to Anthony Cimolino, who's the artistic director here at the Stratford Festival. She was my company mentor when I was in the festival uh, company 12 years ago doing Peter Pan. And I've always sort of said that a lot of the mentorship work that I do is sort of paying it forward 
as thanks to the incredible mentors that I have had mm. throughout my time and continue to have. So, you know, all of you, like both of you now are like, you're my little chicklet. We did it. <laughs> the door is always open to reach out and, you know, whenever there's a thing. And you know, Jill, because whenever you do something and I see it on Instagram, I'll send you a text. You do. You're, like, you're awesome. <laughs> and so it's just to know that there is a connection now, that there's, there's a, a line to to reach out to if there's ever ever something you need. And then I get to become a cheerleader and a champion, which, you know, brings me great pride and joy. I count myself very lucky to have had that experience with you, Ari. And I don't want to speak for Noah, but I get the impression that you feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. I mean, like, I just think that Ari is such a great resource. You know, I I, told, I was straight up with him the other week. I said, Ari, I need audition help. Like, I need great. help with my audition. <laughs> I, I like, will you help me? And Ari was like, of course, like, let's schedule in time, you know, and being able to have that is like so important, like, especially within this process, you know, like being able to just be like, hey, like, listen to me sing, like, give me some notes you know and like just be able to kind of like get that on your feet and with someone that you know who has you know is is a director has been in your shoes you know it's a little bit different when you're coming to your peers because it's like it's a little bit of a competition sometimes you know and of course I'm very lucky that all of my friends are very supportive (laughs) but are you saying no no I'm just kidding (laughs) but um but I just think that it's nice to have like to have that person who really like gets where you're from and like knows you know and knows your who you are and you know can kind of bring those pieces out like I know that Ari can see like things that my friends might not be able to mm. see in a certain way because he has sort of an outside perspective on who I am so yeah so having that was just like so helpful that's so wonderful okay so we are coming to the last couple minutes of our time together. But is there anything you want to talk about? Any last thoughts about the project that you'd like to share? I'm just grateful again to all the fine folks at The Vic for doing this. I think this is such an awesome thing. I I would say to anybody who is listening to this, um, if you've been the beneficiary of of mentorship like keep paying it forward i think it's so important especially in this business where it can feel sometimes like a competition it's really important to have people that you know are in your corner and are rooting for you and that you can go to for perspective and who know who know you as as an individual and as an artist and as a creator I, I think it's everything. It's it's really so special. And so I, I really applaud the Vic for doing this. And and I really am grateful to, to Noah for her hard work and dedication and her passion throughout this process. It was really something special. And, you know, we're going to continue to have conversations over the next couple of weeks about how, how the work can deepen and do a little bit of dramaturgy on it and just make sure that it's everything that she wants it to be for when it's ready to be seen by, by other people. That's so wonderful. Thank you. It's been so wonderful being able to work with Ari, who I know like is so supportive mm-hmm. of like what we're trying to do and like the goal of what I wanted to complete. And I think like he really gave me a chance to explore myself in like such a safe way 
way where I I didn't feel like there were any sharp edges you know like Mm. I didn't feel dangerous to talk to Ari (laughs) you know like I didn't feel like whenever we worked together I didn't feel like I was hitting a sore spot you know it felt very natural to 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 talk and to explore the way that we did and and like this show is just so cool I think that you know it's a really feminist show and I think that's really important to me and it's a super queer show and a and a super Jewish show and like those are things that I've never really like I haven't ever gotten to do anything like that before and and I think that it's just so special that like the Vic gets to gets to encourage you know young artists to really explore their identity and I think that like that is something that after listening to other people's (laughs) episodes you know they're really looking for the same thing that I am which is a person to to share their experiences with a person who knows like what they've been through a person who they who who is a guide you know who has lived in their shoes and you know and and Ari has done things that I would love to be able to do so just being able to to see him you know being out there it gives me so much hope for myself you know and I hadn't that I never really had the chance to think about you know I had I felt pretty weighed down by by some of like the uh like the arts (laughs) a little bit because you know I I don't often get to see people who are like myself on stage you know a queer Jewish story you know it's not always something you're going to get to explore the same way on on stage and especially by yourself I mean (laughs) how many people get to say that they get to do a show that is truly like themselves and and that's something I'm really looking forward to and and yeah and just I, I feel so grateful to the Vic you know I I felt so supported by everyone who works here and you Jill and and Daphne and Paul and Simon, you've all done such a wonderful job at, you know, making me feel comfortable in this city. And I I just, I didn't know, I don't know what I would do without you guys. Like genuinely, oh my God, I'm gonna cry. (laughs) But like, yeah, it's true. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. It's amazing to hear. And we had the most fun getting to know you when you were with us. And we're so excited to see what the future holds and to work together in whatever way the universe will present to us. So, and I'm just glad it got to be this today. Same. (laughs) Thank you both so very much. Is there anything you want to plug? Is there anything coming up for either of you that you'd like to share with our listeners? Noah? I'll go first. Um, I recently started a a queer arts collective with some wonderful friends of mine from the University of Winnipeg. We're called the Yours Queerly Arts Collective and we'll be specializing in queer art for Winnipeggers. I'm very excited. Where can our listeners find information about your amazing collective? Yeah, so uh, we have a website. It's www.yoursqueerlyarts.com. You can check us all out and all of our members. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram. We have a TikTok. So yeah, you're welcome to give us a follow. We'd love to chat with you. If you're a queer artist, please reach out to us. We'd love to know how to service you. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that means. I love it. Thank you. Ari, what about you? There's a show called Narrow Bridge happening at the Winnipeg Jewish Theater in early 2023 that deals with a lot of the topics that Noah and I have been exploring about queer Jewish identity. And so uh, I 
hope you go and see that. And then the next show in the season is a play called Summer of Semitism, uh, which deals with young people grappling with the effects of anti-Semitism. I may not be there anymore, but it's the season I programmed. And, yes. Uh, so you should go check it out and support and meet Dan, who's the new AD, because he's really awesome. Uh, so I, I, as always, uh, support the Winnipeg Jewish Theater and uh, come see skits at Stratford. Yes. And if you're a Winnipegger, like hit me up when you're here and uh, say hi and know that there will always be a friendly face to greet you at Stratford and in the Stratford Festival auditions. So lovely. <laughs> Thank you both so much. Uh, it was wonderful to chat with you to hear about this experience and what you've got going on. And I look forward to a day where we can all be in the same space together <laughs> again. Let's go to Stratford. Let's go to Stratford. Stratford 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Did we do it, Daph? Yes, we absolutely did. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This is actually our final episode of season one. A huge thank you to our producing partner, the Crescent Art Center. An even bigger thank you to our wonderful, wonderful funder, the Canada Council for the Arts. We are very optimistic that we'll get to do a season two, but of course these things are all dependent on grant funding. So if you like what you heard, if you want to get involved, if you just want to drop us a line and learn how you can get involved in a podcast or what we've got going on, you can follow us on social media at Village Conservatory, or you can also check us out on our website at villageconservatory.com. Thank you so much for listening, and hopefully we'll see you back here very soon.